Welcome to another episode of And Then It Hit Me. I'm your co-host Lindsay, and Francis Rose is here as well. Today we are continuing the episode with Holly Kidder doing part two of two. If you recall from last week, Holly is a caregiver for her now 19-year-old son, Chase. This week, she speaks about what the accident has taught her and the importance of taking one day at a time. She emphasizes the importance of a routine to a person with a severe brain injury, such as Chase, and changing the stigma around the word disability by first maybe changing the symbol that we see everywhere on a daily basis, the little blue man in a wheelchair, to something more positive, like a happy yellow sunflower. Now let's begin. What have you learned about yourself in the process? I'm not Superwoman. I <laughs> don't a great have one. a cape. <laughs> You're close to it. <laughs> I don't have a cape and I'm not a superhero. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, uh, I've learned to try to take one day at a time. Yeah. And I emphasize on try because... Easier said it's than done. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. No. It's not easy not having a plan for tomorrow mm-hmm. or a goal or those little things. It's like you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym on Monday and then Chase has a bad day. So my, I don't. Your day is impacted by that. Get that. So right. I'm like, a, well, I'm going to stop planning my days because God only knows what happens. And then I don't have a plan. And then we're having a great day. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, now I'm just lonely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's just try to focus on today, try to have those little goals, whether, you know, how can I get to Friday? Right. Yeah. yeah. And does that have, assuming that has a positive impact on your mental health, overall, how has your mental health been impacted by this experience? Every setback is almost almost like failure for me Mm. that's kind of how it feels because if I set sometimes I feel like I set him up too high I I push him to limits that he can't do because I'm a mom oh (laughs) right like you know go to college college was a fail beyond Mm. fail Chase has um memory loss so he can't study for tests Mm. he can't hold information so short-term memory he can't no got it so he failed all his tests he failed college like (laughs) there isn't even a word for failure like this is just it's not happening for him Mm -hmm. um it was a dream that i had it's a dream that i really wanted to see him go to college Mm -hmm. every parent you can do this you can go to college you can be this (laughs) so when we were yeah so when we were two weeks into college last year it was a nightmare um in high school, the bell rings for lunch. Friends say, hey, we're going to Tim Hortons. He can just follow the pack to where he needs yes, to be. He true. can be lost in the pack. When you're in college, you're on your on own. Your own. Yeah. And when you have frontal lobe brain damage and you can't make decisions and you can't do all of these things and you can't actually take initiative yeah. for yourself, you're not eating. He lost 75 pounds in four months, less than four months. Oh my God. He was sick. He was stressed. He was sleeping all the time. Oh. He was trying. He's sleeping during the day. He's up at night. Yeah. He's just our life was a living nightmare mm. because this was too much for him. He was yeah. forced to be independent. And then and I couldn't. 
it became a pattern for him and any type the type of brain injury that Chase has is routine is the biggest thing to get him through and college was still a routine it's something that gave him motivation to get up every day yep even though this was our living nightmare he was still getting up at the same time every day he was still getting ready to go to his nightmare he was still Aww. living his nightmare he still wanted to live the nightmare yeah so it's kind of like to try it's not working but he's like i'm just going yeah <laughs> i get something to do because yes. what are we going to do if we take that away I can still go. I can still maybe learn something. I can still be a part of something. So I think that's mainly is why he was going every day. It just built into his routine. But I was mm-hmm. like, I can't take him out of that. Mm-hmm. Because what are we going to do with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, oh. Yeah. So this whole wall. Yeah. Wow. Last year was really hard. <laughs> really hard. <laughs> what are your thoughts around the word disability and the stigma around that? So it's funny how you guys mentioned that because I've listened to so many podcasts yeah. <laughs> and this comes up and um, disability to everyone is the little guy, the little blue guy in the wheelchair. Yes. And I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but airports are making it a sunflower. Oh, so yeah. anyone with a sunflower has issues. Oh. So when you're, if you're a child, I know for children, and now it's becoming a big thing, and I've just read about this not that long ago, is that they'll have a sticker, and it's a sunflower, and it says that they have something going oh, wow. on. Right. Whatever that something Physical is, or mental, it's just there. It's just something. And I think if we could just seriously take away that blue wheelchair guy yeah. Yeah. and yeah. put sunflowers mm-hmm. and put something positive, yeah. something positive to a really negative situation. Yeah. I like that. I already like, feel, when you said the word sunflower, I thought yellow, bright, yeah. mm-hmm. happy. Happy. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, this is something that should be on That's license plates. This is yeah. something that, you know, you don't have that little sticker of the blue wheelchair. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, you're not a blue wheelchair. Right. No. You're a brain injury. Yeah. You're just more something else. Yeah. You're so much more than just the wheelchair guy. Exactly. Yeah. You are a flower. You yeah. will grow on your own speed and you will recover at your own speed and you will that. nurture at your own yeah. speed. Yeah. So this love the whole flower thing, I was like, that's my garden. <laughs> right? Like exactly. it goes back to my garden. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, amazing. that's something that's more positive and it's something that's more... That should be more reinforced, not just yeah. in the airports, but you know, if you have everywhere, hand, if you have that handicap sticker, yeah. maybe you have a sunflower license plate. Right. That's that's a great forever idea. Forever, because that is not going to go away forever. Exactly. Yeah. So that license plate stays with you yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, if we're changing license plates because Doug Ford just says, "Hey, we're just going to change the license plate," maybe we should put money into changing the license plate for this for better yeah. that's amazing it's a great idea i don't know i mean it's great. i've listened to your podcast and actually the other night i was listening to it in the bath and i was like i have a bluetooth speaker in my bathroom yeah <laughs> so i comes through and i was like that is something that i was just finished reading something about that about airports and sunflowers and stuff like that and i was like this is something that should be it needs to be yeah, like I, we need to take away that little guy in the blue I wheelchair totally, mm-hmm, and yeah. make it something recognizable yeah. and how and they're like oh well everyone's acceptable to the blue wheelchair they're only acceptable no. to that because that's what they were taught yes. exactly so maybe we can teach a whole new generation yes. that a sunflower 
is more powering than yeah. a little blue wheelchair. Which is exactly why we decided to start this podcast yeah. is to talk about topics like this to and to try and make that change. Yeah. I mean, we may not be in position or authority to make those changes, but I think if we talk about it yeah. and we cascade get that information there. down and we get the message out, maybe something will happen. Maybe it's a matter of us reaching out to the right network to help us get there, but it starts with conversation. So we're going to bring this up with the Brain Injury Association in Niagara. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We want some flowers. Yeah, it's Why do we have to spend idea. all this money on changing the license plates that are already because our symbols are yes. not diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we need to stop looking at diverse as such a cultural shock. But yes. now she's the same. Yeah, and actually yes. bring it down and say that if there we're to make a change in this world, we need to make a change on how we handle disabled, yes. how we look at yeah. the disabled, yeah. and maybe change that into something so positive instead of so negative. And Love that. That will help break the stigma, I feel like, too. Absolutely. Versus a blue guy in a wheelchair versus a pretty sunflower, sunflower right? Yeah. And I mean, so much more happy. Something that's it. a little more positive. I know, that would have helped. That would have helped me because I had a big stigma around disability when they told me that I'd have to have a wheelchair and a cane. You're and a flower the child. Only thing that went, <laughs> the only thing that went through my head is that's for old people. Yeah, right. Like that's it, my grandparents. Exactly. That is not me. I'm 27. I don't think so. I mean, like if you're 70 <laughs> and you have you want the little blue sticker, then that's yeah. your choice. Yeah. But when you're younger, <laughs> like Chase is 19. This happened when he was 14. Yeah. Right. This and I said to him like we. We need to have that handicap sticker because, you know, because of his brain injury. He drives now. Mm -hmm. He is driving down. (laughs) 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 So when he's trying to find a parking and he's got anxiety and this is building and now people are coming out and people are pulling out and people are pulling in and someone steals your parking spot that you're waiting for and he's like snapping in the car because he can't deal with this. That spot at Costco that's empty because there's 1,800 of them, he could just pull in. Right. Yeah, and how so e- much, much easier, easier would it be if he could just pull into a spot where he's not circling in a parking lot five times and he's not dealing with people walking out in front of him and he's not mm-hmm. dealing with all the chaos and now he's having like the meltdown in the car yeah. and now he's got to try to go do shopping with me and he's melting down. Sorry, and I look sad. like I have this kid that there's like... <laughs> Anybody want him? <laughs> He's free to get home. I swear. <laughs> but you know, like, and it's little things that trigger so fast, and yeah. it's literally looking for those. So you know that anxiety part. If we could just take that part out and actually just make okay, here's your first parking spot. Right. There yeah. you go. Yeah. You're having a great day because you've got yes. a parking spot, yes. and you don't have to wait, and you're not dodging people. Yes. And now you're in Walmart, and someone says hi to you, and you say hi, and it's just that whole positive. Different energy that's actually a really good point because i remember talking to Lindsay about a time when i had parked in a handicapped or accessible parking spot with my blue sticker and i was one pulled over by the cops two i was yelled at by old ladies because they said that i had to return that blue sticker to my mom or my grandmother yeah And to me, that was extremely unfair because one, I was on a knee brace at that time. So I was clearly dealing with something physical that limited me from walking long distances. Mm -hmm. But because that blue sticker was associated to the elderly, they felt that I wasn't entitled to it. So regardless of what struggle 
I had, I wasn't allowed to show it because I was young. Yeah. And that was really intimidating and embarrassing for me because at the end of the day, it's some it's the type of support that I needed that I didn't feel I actually had. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really challenging. But if I had a sunflower with me in that parking spot, an older lady might see oh, this is a young girl who may have gotten into an accident or, you know, broken her foot or toe. Right. She may not have taken that sunflower from her grandparents. She may just be suffering from something else. Yeah. And I think it immediately in my mind, I think it takes, it removes the stigma away for a lot of people. And for Lindsay thinking, (sighs) oh, I'm not an old lady in a wheelchair because it's only for old ladies not really you're yeah. a sunflower who temporarily needs that wheelchair you need water yeah. or that cane yeah. you need water exactly true and, and there are times in your that. life when you're not <laughs> yeah. getting enough so you need that support <laughs> life's a garden yeah. i don't know i love that analogy yeah that's so such a lie. great so you asked, for this episode you asked me something earlier about um a challenge that i have and just kind of like going through that a big challenge I have with Chase is, and I'm sure you guys get it too, is when you guys have to sit down and do the OT assessment, mm-hmm. it's yes or no. Yes. Mm-hmm. That yes or no questions come up. Can you do it or can't you do yeah, it? There's mm-hmm. no There's sometimes. no, right. There's no sometimes. There's no, I can do this with these limitations. Mm-hmm. So there's no room for comment. No. At all. No. They give it to you, but they take it away really quickly mm-hmm. because it's, can you dress yourself? Yes. Can you shower yourself? Yes. Yeah. Can you get in and out of the shower? Yes. Does it say, can you get in and out of the shower using devices? That's not on exactly. there. That's not even an option. Exactly. Right. It says, can you? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, somewhere in the legislation, we have to look at that and say, there's not yes and no. no. There's no black and white. You know, on a scale of one to 10, how, how often can you do this? Like, yes. make it more of a sliding scale yeah. because, you know, I can do this every day for seven days and I'm going to have a bad day mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So where is it in a month where okay. that looks like it? So when you're doing your OT assessment and Chase has to do OT assessments for me to get an attendant care yes. and that attendant care reviews back on the OT assessment and it says independent, independent, independent. He's not independent. Right. Yeah. He's not independent but yeah. he can do independent things. Yeah. Yes. He can walk to the kitchen to get food. Yep. He can't With. cook it. Yes. He can't look for things because of the type of brain injury that he has Mm -hmm. it's out of sight out of mind yeah he's not gonna look for things he's not even gonna look for his shoes if he can't find black shoes he's freaking out (laughs) like they everything has to have a spot and everything has to have a purpose and we've renovated our whole house to suit chase yeah so he functions really well here yes mm-hmm. because this is his home, his home. Yes. and this is his room yeah. this is his color coordinated closet ah <laughs> that everything yeah i'll show you it's <laughs> hilarious she'll get a kick out of it but you know like it's the bathroom now has drawers with see-through cl- containers mm-hmm. because so he can knows. visually see yeah these are aids that we use mm-hmm. and i've learned over the five years that has to be done yes. so i've re-renovated my bathroom to accommodate him. Mm-hmm. I re-renovated my kitchen to accommodate Chase. Mm-hmm. I re-renovated his room to accommodate Chase. Yeah. You know, so my, my house, when you yeah. come to my house, 
he functions well here yeah. because it's right. been redone to him. Yes. Right. But these are not things that are insurance that. companies no. or, or health, some healthcare practitioners yeah. don't see. It's like, can you do it? Yes or no. Exactly. Independently, yeah, I can put a sock on, but I can't go there and pick out whether I want to wear white, blue, or gray socks. Yes. That's yes. a choice that he can't do. Yeah. And at 19, he still comes to me and says, should I wear this sweater or this sweater? At 19, you should be in college picking your own clothes yeah. and actually going to school completely dressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fear that if he was in college, he'd probably show up naked. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's there to pick out his clothes with him. <laughs> so we do a nightly routine yeah. every night. Yeah. yeah. Every night we pick out what he wants. We mm-hmm. pick out what he needs, where he's going, so it's on his bed. When he gets up in the morning, can you yeah. do this? He can do it mm-hmm. because it's there for him. Yeah. Right. So that needs to yes, that is the biggest agree. challenge that needs to look at because you can do it and it depends on how much funding you get. It mm-hmm. depends on how much yeah. you get in life. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you can do it. But to an extent. To an extent. Yeah. What is that extent? Mm-hmm. What does that look like that somebody else is doing for you? Right. And they're not looking at that. I agree. I, one thing that really, well, a lot of the assessments have bothered me, but <laughs> one that I remember that over and over and over was the 100 and you have to multi- or subtract 7. I remember I had that all the time and I sat there and I looked at them and I said, to be 100% honest, yeah, I have this brain injury going on right now, but I don't even think I could have done this before without Excel or my phone or whatever, or sitting there thinking, okay, or using my fingers or whatever, right? Where I don't think that that's fair, how this is just across the board. And then you ask them and they say, oh, this has been tested on a bunch of other, like, normal children in this age group. And it's like, I have a hard time with that. I don't believe you. It's different for everybody. It is. And so how can you base one person on this cookie cutter template? Yeah. And then base that on your diagnosis because that's what they do. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Insane. It's, yeah. It's absolutely insane. I agree. So like, that part that needs, needs to, to Yeah. There isn't, it's, <laughs> life isn't black and white. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Life isn't black and white. And we've learned that even more so we now. Want, we want to believe it is. There's a lot of people that live it. Mm-hmm. But when something traumatic happens, it becomes 100% gray. Mm-hmm. There is no, yes, I can do it. No, I can't. Yes, no, yes, no. Th- mm-hmm. Those don't exist. It's like I sometimes, sometimes I can pick out a red shirt if I want to wear a red shirt because it's the first one I found on the floor. <laughs> That's not even a choice. That's just a stumble <laughs> across it and you found it and you're like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's clean or dirty, but I'm putting it on because I want to wear a red shirt. Sure. And then I found it and it's a choice I made. <laughs> but I like those little aspects of life that we take so for granted for we do. Mm-hmm. because it's like yes I can put my shoes on yes I can get in my car and yes I can do this but all of that the second challenge of <laughs> craziness is driving oh yeah driving um that needs to be changed yeah it needs to be changed I have a severely brain injured child that can go and get a G2 and drive a car. Yeah. Because there's nothing stopping him at the ministry that says, hey, my doctor can say no, write a report, and do it. But how is a doctor going to say, we don't know whether Chase can or cannot do that because Mm -hmm. he's never done it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Chase went for a G1. Um, He 
so the big thing is you get the book you study the book yeah took chase a long time to study the book because <laughs> he's got a brain injury and he gets easily sidetracked so he doesn't want to do it so he did the tests on the phone and mm-hmm. he did this for about a year it took him about a year before he actually felt wow. comfortable he wanted to do it earlier and he's like you guys just aren't letting me because at first we were like you're not ready yeah. you're not ready we see that you're not ready so i was like you know something i'm sick of being the bad guy do it yeah mm. take the I, as soon as i said it's up to you go do it it took him a year <laughs> it wasn't him battling with me anymore yeah. it was like okay now she said i can do it now i gotta put my best foot forward yeah. and actually try to do it yeah. so he ran and wrote his g1 and he got that when he was 17 and then he, he had to wait that whole period and take young drivers mm-hmm. um so no sorry that was wrong he had to go to the Ontario – so he went to London for um, – when you have a brain injury in Ontario, you go to London St. Joe's Hospital for um, an assessment, a driving assessment mm-hmm. with, oh, a, okay. with a brain injury OT. I see. Okay. I have so one of those in town. We, Interesting. we had to go there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why. But he went there. He did his assessment. It was over, um, I want to say, approximately an eight-month period. Wow. That he oh, drove back and forth, like I drove back yeah. and forth to London to do this assessment, wow. and they came back. This is a hospital of brain injury, mm-hmm. and they came back and said we can dismiss him, but he we he does require more training. I see. Oh. How do you dismiss him when he requires more training? Then mm-hmm. you don't dismiss him. No, mm-hmm. he, you don't say yeah. he's ready. He's problem. not. He's yeah. not ready. He's. he's not ready but if you take these steps so we're like okay they recommended which they did they recommended him take young drivers Mm -hmm. we took the highest package available to us at young drivers we went through all of that we went through all the training with an actual ot driver which we said like he this is his conditions this is what's happening they do have ot's not just driving instructors and unfortunately, I had to simply state, and I apologized for it a thousand times, it has to be fluent English speaking because he's not going to understand. Yeah. It has yeah. to be someone that understands this type of brain injury and can speak slowly to mm-hmm. him and do these. And I felt like I was putting all the pressure on, I'm racist and this is what I want yeah. for my son. Mm-hmm. And that's how it felt to me. But I was like, he's not going to understand if you're speaking. Yeah any type of accent to him because mm-hmm. he's just not going to translate That's it. Right. Frustrate him. And if you're speaking fast, mm-hmm. not gonna, he's not going to translate. Right. So with that, he did all of that, and they came back and said um, he failed his cognitive testing. Oh. But they passed him. What? Oh, my God. But they passed him. Wow. He failed cognitive testing while driving and passed him and said, no, okay, you can go. So he got his G2. He got a G2. Oh, man. So That's at that time, I'm speechless. We, as a team, with the insurance advisor, and said we have a child with a G two. Wow. That has this. That can't slow down for stop signs. Like I can give you a list of things that he cannot do in a car. Oh. So I'm like, okay, well, at this point, the law says I can give him my car and he can drive free yeah. range. I don't trust him with my car. I don't trust him as a human being, and I don't trust him not to make. He can't make quick decisions. Like impulsive, yeah. And he's impulsive. And he doesn't understand that 
we all drive we get this you can't do come to a stop sign doing 40 and just stop no, no. the speed limit isn't to the stop sign mm-hmm. yeah and this is what we can't understand with him is that nope it, the, if it says 40 it's from stop to go yeah <laughs> you can't yeah. do that in the winter you're gonna slide through if it's yeah. raining you're gonna slide through you he doesn't have that mm-hmm. ability to say okay i can slow down seven blocks away to get yeah. to the stop sign yeah. you know like he doesn't have that so now he has a g2 now he's insured and now he can just free range drive wow. and put this child not only risking himself risking others and oh, risking everything oh, and nothing has stopped him because we're like yeah somewhere if someone's we, gonna say no he's yeah. really bad so now we are at this whole g2 level where he's still we made the decision with the insurance advisor that we will only allow him to drive supervised with me he's insured supervised with me he is this is the moving forward is that we feel comfortable at this level if he's still supervised so we've got the insurance for him we've got this in play but it's not can he drive yes can he do this yes it's holy crap he's not safe to be on the road making decisions with 10 billion people's lives in wow. his hand. No, yeah. he's not safe for that. So how do we give him his independency and how do we shelter some of that from him? Yeah. So now we're left with he's still doing OT training. He's still mm-hmm. doing the cognitive training. But now we're get, we have a team that's out of Toronto. So when they come here to Cambridge, he doesn't know where he's doing. He doesn't mm-hmm. know where he's going. So now it's in Chase's hands. Yeah. So Chase is only navigating the things that he knows, yeah. the things that the roads that he absolutely can create. And there's the guy who says, oh, there's nothing wrong with his driving and his oh abilities. My goodness. But then we're at a meeting and he said, I said to him, let's go to Milton. Let's meet halfway. And Chase snaps in the meeting. And this is um, our general team meeting. Yeah. Everybody there. Mm-hmm. And Chase loses it. Why does Chase lose it? It's unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. He yeah. doesn't know the roads. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. telling you. He doesn't know the roads. He doesn't want to go to Milton. That. He can't do this. He doesn't want to do this. He's not doing this. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now you're seeing it. Yeah. Because now he doesn't know where the one-way streets are. Yeah. He's not going to be able to do this. So the by me just piling. saying, we're going to go to Milton and meet them halfway. Wow. Yeah. So now I think we're going to start seeing that cognitive impairment yeah. that they can actually write about and yes. say, like, okay, this is where we're at. This is where yes. this child is not 100% safe. And they really wanted him to go back to a G1. Oh, okay. And I was like, he came so hard. But right. for Chase, this must have been, like, a huge victory going, oh, my God, I got I my did G2. It. Yes. Like, um, no. No? <laughs> because Chase really believed that Chase would get a G2 and he'd be able to drive by himself. Okay. And he had that all that independence because his friends are doing yes. it. And yes. this is where he's now different from his friends, mm-hmm. where he never was before oh. because they never drove. But yeah. once they start, once at 19, they're getting girlfriends. Yeah. They're getting um, Going jobs. Mm-hmm. They're graduating. They went to college. They're moving away. They're, they're doing the next step of their lives. Yeah. And Chase is still stuck in this one. Aww. And he's not understanding that because I'm here, why are they up here? Right. Yeah. So I find, and this is the struggle that I have as a parent, because every time that we have 
I call these the setbacks. Yeah. Because yep. he sees his friends doing this and he's not. Yeah. And his it's friends are now getting cars at 19 yeah. and 20. Yeah. And he can't even drive by himself. Yeah. That's hard. So, yeah, I find those wow. struggles. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, how do I make it so he can have some normalcy in his life? So, so let's do supervised. Right. You're still driving. Yeah. You're still doing this. And you're still moving forward. But... With you have limitations yeah. and you have and it's the baby steps yeah right so that. you know those two is driving and these okay. assessments are yeah someone's gotta be done wow <laughs> and bringing the sunflowers <laughs> speaking of the alternative sunflowers growing <laughs> what three characteristics do you think every survivor needs to recover successfully <sighs> characteristics mm-hmm. um, I don't even really know I think survivors just really need to know that there's a, they have a support team that they can rely on their support team most of their support team is going to lead them down the right path. Yes. Even though you may not be able to see it as a survivor, but people are going to have you. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that, like, the biggest thing that I can put out there is that we, we are all part of a team. And we yeah. all are moving forward together. Um... Secondly, take your bad days. Yes. And because it's okay. you are okay to have bad days. You're not allowed to scream and yell at your team. Yeah. <laughs> that sure is you not are. Okay. <laughs> You're not allowed to like, be in your room yelling at your mother for any reason. But um, you know, take your bad days because those bad days are going to make you grow. Yeah. And they're going to say, I don't want to be in this position again, so how do I get out of that? And how do I get a good day? Mm-hmm. Um, and learn. Mm-hmm. Never stop learning. Never stop watering your own garden. Yeah. Never stop planting your own seeds. Like never, <laughs> never stop. Because we all are here. We're all learning. Like you said, some are learning faster than the others. Yeah. Some will never learn anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and be pushed. Let people push you. Yeah. Because you don't know what you can even achieve yeah. if you're not pushed. And if you're not pushed, you're going to live in a world that's black. Mm-hmm. And eventually, being pushed, you're going to go into a world that's gray and a world that's full of light. So, I mean, those little pushes, even if it's the littlest thing. Um, my biggest thing is... Depression. Depression, you don't know you're in depression until you're in it. Mm-hmm. And you're so far in it, you don't even know how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's not one of those things that you're just like, oh, I'm depressed. Yeah. Like, oh, I stubbed my toe, it hurts. It, it's not. No. It's, I got up today and I just feel like laying on the couch. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like showering. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's Wednesday and I still don't feel like showering. And I still don't feel like getting dressed. And I probably haven't eaten since Sunday. And wow, I should do something with my life, but just don't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a week goes by, 
and you're still in that same mindset and two weeks goes by and you're just like ah now I feel bad because I haven't done anything for two weeks and now I feel bad because I'm thinking I'm feeling bad for this and it, that snowball effect and mm-hmm. you need positive people you do and I found this out a long time ago <laughs> that surround yourself with anything positive whether it's a Facebook post that you post that's inspirational to you mm-hmm. and only you because a year later you're gonna get that back yeah you're gonna get that back as a memory and you're gonna be like I grew so much from this and that's your memory that you're like I was struggling and that's why I posted this and I don't need that post anymore mm-hmm. I have this post or and don't worry about what people are saying what your post yeah. mean <laughs> your post only means something to you because you're gonna get that back in a year yeah. and if it's little things it's little things. Mm-hmm. If it's like, hey, I showered today, and you get that a year back, and you're like, wow, I showered today, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and you're like, I have a great year. Like, you know, just those little things. Um, post positive things. Yeah. Read other people's posts. Join groups that are only positive. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get sucked up into a negative life yeah. in a negative world, yeah. in a negative mindset, mm-hmm. and be in that forever, and we can't. So... I think those are the only, the That's three. Amazing. I, have, yeah. so. <laughs> I think. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. I thank you for having me on I'm this. I'm so glad we got to do this. Yes. And maybe Chase will want to be interviewed. Hopefully one day. day. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'd love to meet him. Yeah, I'd love to hear his story from his perspective. Yes. It'd be nice too. A kid with no insight. Aww. He's the greatest kid ever. He Aww, doesn't do anything wrong, according to him. <laughs> We all think that. <laughs> it's right? a six-foot tornado, but hey, we got it. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening in on another episode of And Then It Hit Me. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to share this episode with a friend or someone else who might be going through recovery. Don't forget to like and comment on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at and then it hit us. Or visit our website and then it hit us.com. Bye everyone.